Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is going on, Belly Up Sports fam? It is midweek midterm, which means it's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with our intern. Recent, uh, we can officially say college graduate. I guess the ceremony is not for a couple months, but Chris Sliwa. Chris, how are we doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, you nailed it on the hammer. I technically am graduated with college. It's just the ceremony itself isn't going to happen for five months, but no more classes. It's just work for the rest of my life. So what I'm hearing is that if you get five months, that's kind of like the longest version of senior week possible, right? Like that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except my five months of senior week is just going to be me putting in 30, 40 hours a week at a restaurant. So it is what it is. <laughs> the necessary restaurant work between now and then. I feel like everyone's got something like that restaurant job on their resume from way back. Uh, so. You'll fit in fine, is all I'm trying to say there. College um, kids and restaurant works go hand in hand. Completely. Can I at least ask, is it like a good restaurant? Do you get food yeah. out of this gig? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good restaurant, pretty popular restaurant in the Northeast. It's called Legal Seafoods. There's a bunch of them all in Boston and Massachusetts and New England. Pretty popular, very good food. Highly recommend if you're ever in the Northeast region. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We might talk a little bit about the Northeast region, but tonight's Midterm brought to you by my bookie is going to focus on bluntly the South and not because I'm from there, but because that's where college football is these days. Uh, my bookie has the best odds and prop bets for all of your betting needs this weekend. You can start by doubling your deposit all the way up to a thousand dollars using promo code F in sports. That's double your deposit, double your funds, and double the excitement for the college football championship game this Monday night. Actually, I was about to say Sunday, but this Monday night. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 using promo code FNSports. Head to my bookie today to place your bets, hit your po- uh, fill your pockets, and watch this big title game. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So, Chris, you are a college graduate. I'm going to say it even if you haven't had the ceremony yet. And these kids are, there are, I guess, like graduates walking around the field, but these college kids on Monday are playing in like the biggest game of the year. And I, I got to be honest, I kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion or that the outcome was. And then I started doing some research and it looks like our folks at my bookie might disagree. They've got the line at Georgia minus two. Uh, they've got the over under set at 52. And I, I got a number of different things here. But the thesis for this midterm is that 
Georgia will win the college football championship by two or more points. You hear that and you think, what letter grade? You caught me off guard when you said they were minus two and a half, minus two or minus two and a half. You caught me off guard when you said that. So I am going to give it a B minus. Interesting, because I I think I'm going to flunk this one. I don't think George wins the game. <laughs> so let's break it down. All right, Chris, you have a lot more faith in the Georgia Bulldogs than I do. And frankly, you just got done with college. And so you're probably more versed in college things than I am. Tell us what, what's going on with Georgia. What's your thought there? So I know when they first played in the SEC championship a month and a half ago or so that Georgia just played their absolute worst game of the season. Alabama absolutely embarrassed what was supposed to be like one of the best college defenses ever. But Truthfully, like just strictly based off of that game, based off of them getting embarrassed by Alabama, I just think they're going to have something to prove and they're going to surprise people and end up winning this game because it happened a couple years ago as well. I believe Georgia won the SEC championship two or three years ago, and then there was the rematch with Alabama and the national championship, and then Alabama won on that miraculous play of the game that put Tua on the map. And so I don't know. I just have a weird feeling that just because – Alabama already won once a season. George is going to be out looking for revenge, and then they're just going to find a way to take it home. Well, and I will say that while I obviously think that it seems like a foregone conclusion, it it is worth pointing out it's hard to beat a team twice, and that this literal matchup is is like the example of that a couple years back. To a, I believe I'm double checking myself I, I believe the t- touchdown was to Devonte smith right like I, like yeah. across the back of the end zone or back back corner of the end zone lefty comes in a halftime for jalen hurts leads to the spiral of all of the alabama quarterbacks that we now know as pros and and that that's a fair point i i will say if i'm looking at if like crystal ball comes back and it's like ah, actually georgia wins this game i don't see it being on some big crazy touchdown pass by a backup quarterback i mean I guess Stetson Bennett could get replaced, but this has to be because of the defense, right? You mentioned the historic defense that got shown up in the first meeting. What do you see out of them in the second time? I think the defense is going to kind of do what they did to Michigan in the semifinals. Not that they're going to blow Alabama out, but I think it's really going to be probably a low scoring game and that the Georgia defense is going to come out and do some great things. Michigan had a great season at, for by their standards and Georgia just absolutely embarrassed them, made them look worse than Cincinnati, a, a group of five team did. So I don't, I'm not the most into college or like, I don't know the most about college football, the players and the names, but I don't know. I just think that Georgia defense is really going to show up big this Monday night, unlike they did in the SEC championship. Yeah. And it's interesting in looking at the SEC title game, Georgia jumped out 10 nothing, and it kind of felt like, oh, with their defense, 10 points might be enough. And then the second quarter happened, and they went to halftime with Alabama up 24 to 17. And and I just, I feel like with Bryce Young, I feel like bluntly with Nick Saban, although I would really lean on more things like uh, Jameson Williams and, and what they've got going in the skill positions, I, I feel like Alabama does have that potential even against a Georgia Bulldog team. 
I have been proven wrong. I think you bring up a good point about low scoring games. Championship games tend to have this weird nervousness in the air. You don't see a lot of 55 to 50 type title games. Even like as a Texas guy, the we just had the anniversary, the was it 15 year anniversary, uh 16 year anniversary of the Vince Young game was like 41 to 38. And that was like weird. Like that was really, really unique, especially because football is a little bit less high scoring than is anyway. That's also yeah. when bowl games actually mattered. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that too. That too. Completely. Uh, we, we didn't have Kirk Herbstreit questioning if people loved football back then. I, I think it's interesting that we have this in this version, just like we would have a couple years ago. And just like we've had a couple times at Alabama now, we've seen the two teams play each other. People listening to podcasts have heard my voice on this. I think if you're only going to have four or so teams in the college football playoff, like a minimum requirement ought to be winning your conference. And thus you'd only have at most one team per conference. And, and really you'd still be leaving people out as far as the power five goes, or if Cincinnati has a big year and then that's two power fives out If Notre Dame has a big year. That's two power five, whatever. Right. What do you think? I hadn't heard you talk about this. What do you think about having two different teams that have already played in the regular, I guess in, the SEC title game, having them meet for what kind of feels like a rematch. I mean, if you look at it, like I mentioned, I'm not the most knowledgeable when it comes to college football, but it really just seems like year in and year out, the SEC has the best teams up and down the conference. So if the two best teams in the country just so happen to be in the same conference and so be it, maybe they have to be two of the last four teams remaining in the playoffs. My thing is the playoffs in general shouldn't even be four teams. They need to expand it and get some teams from other conferences in there. But if the if the best two teams are in the same conference, then I guess they just have to kind of be in the playoffs and possibly in the championship against each other. <laughs> well, and I'm not saying that if they had put – you know, either a Notre Dame or a Baylor, I guess technically Oklahoma State was like inches away from winning the Big 12 themselves or or Utah or whoever, the case, if they hadn't put someone else in, that it wouldn't look any worse, right? Like Alabama may have dominated in such a way that it made clear that Georgia was the second best team or whatever. I, I just have always felt like I like watching new games and, and that, that I guess is part of it for me. Uh, I will say you mentioned that like, you're more of a pro football guy. I don't think the college you went to has football. Correct me, right? No, it doesn't. Um, uh, also, just to touch on one thing I was saying before, to, just to go back to the championship, like we kind of seen with Alabama throughout the season, like if you're a team that can just shut them down early on in the game, there's a chance that you'll keep it close the rest of the game and potentially win. We saw it with uh, Texas A&M. They were an unranked team and ended up, beating Bama we saw it with Auburn who didn't have that great of a season they took them to two or three overtimes so I think if the Georgia defense can just not repeat what happened in that SEC championship then they should have a good chance of possibly winning the game now we can go back to what you were saying no no (laughs) no I think that that, that's all fair I will say that going into the SEC championship game the writing on the wall I saw was like god it like we're going to have both of these teams in the final four. And I was, I was trying to write off, like are, are some of the Alabama wins really good wins and, and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Georgia was a good win. And I don't know if Miami was, I don't know if barely beating Auburn is, I don't know if barely beating Florida is, but Georgia was a big win for them. And I, and I maintain that the Georgia defense with the exception of that first Alabama game is 
as good a defense as I've seen in 20 years. I mean, like I was a, I was a pretty young kid for the Miami defense of that. Oh, 2000, 2001 team. But that I think is the closest comparable thing I can think of that Miami team had a lot of pros. I think this Georgia team has a lot of pros. You went to a college that didn't have college football. You're more of a pro football guy, Northeastern guy, Patriots guy. Pats have a big weekend coming up, right? There's a scenario oh, yeah. where they get the number one overall seed. That's really important this year because there are seven playoff teams. The number one overall seed is the only team with a bye. They're favored by six and a half points in Miami. What are your thoughts on y'all's chances in Miami? Do you think it, I mean, you've had trouble there in the past. Tua, we mentioned Tua earlier. Tua's there. Like, what's going on there? So, yeah, you're not wrong when you said the Patriots have problems in Miami because for some reason or another, Tom Brady just always seemed to struggle there. But Tom Brady is no longer a Patriot. <laughs> However, although we struggled in Miami, there have been some years where they have been able to pull off some wins down there. Six and a half might be pushing it a little since they beat us by like one or two in week one. We, Patriots probably should have won that game if Damian Harrison fumbled twice. But I think there's a fairly good chance that the Patriots come out and win that game. I think they really should. It's just the six and a half, I'm not sure if I would take that. But I think a win is pretty much guaranteed. And we just kind of saw the Dolphins fall back down to earth after, what was it, they started one and seven? Or, yeah, one and seven it was. It was they one and seven. seven, and then they won seven in a row. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And yeah. then they did finally like implode yeah. last week. It looked like. I mean – they just lost that. The Patriots lost back-to-back weeks before putting up 50 on the Jaguars. So both these teams have kind of came back down to life after uh, after their long winning streaks. But I think the Patriots should be able to take care of business Sunday in Miami. All right, so Pats win with a couple of other things happening in the Pats win. They'd get the number one overall seed. They would need Buffalo to lose or tie. Buffalo is playing the Jets. Do we, I, I, without even reading the line, do we think that that's happening? I'll, I'll give the Jets a uh, 20% chance. I mean, they almost beat Tom Brady the other day in in uh, New York. So that was shocking to see that almost pull up. That almost happened. But I'll give the, Jet, the Jets a slight chance. But, I mean, I'm expecting the Bills to be AFC East <laughs> champions again. The Bills are favored by 16 points. Um, so I guess the Jets could cover, but, but I, that's a lot. That's a lot. The other things they would need are a Kansas City win. Kansas City opens up today Sunday at a 10-point favorite in Denver. I think that's almost weirdly something that could happen. Denver's at home. Uh, altitude, cold, slowing Although down. I, like I'm not sure if Patrick Mahomes has ever lost to Denver. He has he has not lost, but you wonder. It, I mean, it is the first game of the day, so I imagine they play him because they don't know how the things play out, and everyone wants number one overall seed. I just you just got to wonder what they're doing there. I just I feel like that feels more secure to me. If you're telling me one of these things happens, then the Jets won, but they would need that to happen. The other one they would need is then they would need Tennessee to lose to Houston. Tennessee is a ten and a half point favorite, even though the game is in Houston, and. We're recording on a Wednesday night. Derrick Henry, I guess, was activated today off the IR. I don't know if he'll no play this play. game. No way yeah, he I plays. Why, I don't know why you'd play him this game. But for the playoffs, that's pretty good news for Tennessee fans. My real question is, Chris, how did this happen where the three teams you need to lose are playing the worst three teams in the NFL? 
I wouldn't I wouldn't put the Broncos in the category of the Jets and Texans. The Broncos <laughs> have had some impressive wins somehow, but they've also lost to some bad teams. So, but, yeah, it's not looking good for the Patriots to <laughs> be the number one seed. But I mean, we I've had plenty of years in my twenty three years of existence where the Patriots are the number one seed. So we're back in the playoffs. That's all that matters. If we can just string together a couple more wins, we'll be seven time Super Bowl champions and the rest of the NFL will be miserable. That's all we do. <laughs> the now. rest of the NFL would <laughs> be miserable. Like if the deal after the divorce of Brady and the Patriots, if Brady won the next year and the Patriots won two years later, I think everyone would shoot themselves in the face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think NFL fans more broadly, I mean Patriots fans would love it. They got to see Tom win another one. They got to, or whatever. I'm sure you'd all enjoy it. The rest of us would be freaking miserable. I I feel like we didn't we didn't record a midterm over the break uh, over the holiday break, and we didn't talk much about John Men. The Las Vegas Raiders will close out the regular season against the Chargers in what is you know the most meaningful game in many ways on Sunday. It, it's winning you're in. Right, and the line for that one currently is a three-point favorite in the, I about to say, in L.A. I guess they're both, they're Las Vegas and L.A. now, in the Chargers' favor. Justin Herbert's kind of had an up-and-down season. I, I would argue Derek Carr has, although I got an argument on Twitter the other day with someone about that, so maybe some people don't think Derek Carr has, but I think Derek Carr's had an up-and-down season as well. The game is in Vegas, where the Chargers are a three-point favorite. How do you see that one shaking out? Because that one directly impacts who's in. You know, I'm actually going to take the Raiders to win that game. I think whenever you're an underdog at home, that just smells like an upset. But also, the Raiders have had some impressive wins this season. They just had a good one the other day, although I'm drawing a blank as to who it was against. I forget. They had a good one the other day. They had a nice uh, comeback win a couple weeks ago against the Browns. They've had some close games, and obviously they've just been – through everything this year with all their controversy and drama going on. But I think the Raiders will end up pulling this out and getting to the playoffs. Derek Carr has had an up and down career, up and down seasons, but there was a point where he was once an MVP candidate and who knows, maybe he shows flashes of that this Sunday against the chargers. Well, you mentioned all the Gruden stuff. You know, I, I, we, we've broken that down at various points of the podcast. Like I said, go back and check the catalog. You can talk about, you know, uh, the rugs DUI situation, right? That's That was an awful moment, um, and that impacted their season. I mean, in a purely X's and O's sense, they lost one of their biggest, baddest playmakers. Uh, they've had injuries. They've had this. They've had that. I would argue the John Madden thing also impacted them directly in a way that oh, doesn't yeah. impact other teams because of his coaching career there. Obviously, like Madden's name is bigger than just his coaching career, but like that's directly tied to them as well. And then somehow they've won three in a row. And if they beat the Chargers on Sunday, they're in. They're at home. Derek Carr has played a lot more football than Justin Herbert has. I'm kind of like you. I feel like this is the thing that might really happen. And and I don't understand how. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, if you'd have told me back when they were five and five they played dallas uh, was that thanksgiving day yeah thanksgiving day was the dallas game five and five yeah. heading into dallas with all the craziness that had happened in vegas i'm like there is no way 
that they're in. They're going to lose the rest of their games. They end up beating Dallas in overtime. Uh, and then, like I said, the loss to the Chiefs somewhere along the way there, but read off a few more wins. If they make it in really, really early, haven't seen Derrick Henry come back yet, don't know what he looks like, haven't seen healthy rosters yet. We also, we you know, COVID has made its way through the NBA in a crazy way. We hadn't really talked about how it's going to impact the NFL. Bold prediction. I know you're a Pats fan. Are they your are they a favorite of yours to win the Super Bowl? Kind of I mean, they got they've got the best coach left, right? But uh are they are they who you're picking or what who are you picking to come out of this thing without knowing the seating yet? If you asked me this a month ago, I probably would have had a lot more confidence in the Patriots winning the AFC and possibly winning the Super Bowl. But after what happened in those losses to the Bills and the Colts, that's kinda a little tough. But oof. This is tough. I know we've been talking a lot of AFC, but I'm going to switch over for my bold prediction. I'm going to go with the NFC. I guess it's not that bold, but the way Matt Stafford has been playing, it kind of is. I think the Rams still have a chance to make the Super Bowl because I like their chances to win it all coming into this year, and I still like their chances. If Matt Stafford can just stop playing as he has in the past couple weeks, I think they still have a very good chance to make it to the Super Bowl, especially with it being in LA. I think they have an extra motivation once it comes to playoff time. Well, it's interesting because the only team to ever, I mean, you're a Brady guy. The only team to have ever won in their hometown was Tampa last year. And I weirdly only time think they even only time to ever play in their own stadium too. Yeah. And I really think that that is an incentive for the, the Rams too. Um, I, I'm like you, I'm hesitant because of how they've played. But I also weirdly think McVeigh has something with Odell Beckham up his sleeve that that I'm not oh, yeah. I'm not quite ready for. <laughs> um, I, I was reading some kind of stat. It was like Odell with the Browns. He had like nine touchdowns or seven or like, he, and he basically almost has that many already. He has like five or seven now since coming to the Rams. Like, been completely earning it or whatever since he got there. Yeah, I forgot it, the exact it, numbers, but it's crazy. Like the turnaround he's had. No, it's fascinating, and I and I will say, in the grand scheme of things, I tend to live with the kind of craziness he brings to the table. I'm I'm I like some personality. I want my diva receiver to think he's open every play. Like I don't mind all of that, and so I I kind of hope it works for him. Obviously, as, as a guy that grew up a Cowboys fan, for those listening to the show, like, well, you're a Houston guy. There wasn't a Texan scene when I was a kid, and so by the time they were around, I was already kind of established. But the I feel like. I'm I'm working my way to a real big broken heart. Like I might make it to the second weekend, but I, I I'm just I'm not getting my hopes up too high. <laughs> oh, I, I I live with a Cowboys fan, and yeah, he's kind of <laughs> in the same boat right now. <laughs> like I'm just trying not to not to get the higher you are, the farther you fall. Is all that means? Yep. We mentioned you just finished school. That means some things are kind of ramping up your way. Chris, talk to people about where they can find you. And what kind of things you, you're looking to do this spring? So yeah, I'm on Twitter, Chris underscore Sliwa7. I'm very active on there. I did mention it previously. I am in the works of potentially starting a new podcast. I just have to get some detail figured out for that, but I think I'll be starting that up pretty soon. So keep out on the look for that. I'm also going to potentially start and try to write some more, write a little bit for Belly Up. That would be fun to do. I just got to figure that stuff out as well. But I think there's a lot of stuff to look forward to for me when it comes to the next couple months now that I'm done with college. 
<laughs> Definitely. And and we're excited to, to keep you around, Chris. You know, you've done a lot of work for the show behind the scenes that people listen every week might not know. Like you've been doing all of the editing and the audio processing and those kinds of things. And so it's really been a great help uh, for us thus far. We're happy to keep you on. Uh, and we're happy to keep you on for a long time. We'll, we'll see how long this thing goes, but thanks for sticking around. My personal Twitter and Instagram and all of it is at Painsworth512. It's P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H 512 on Twitter and Instagram. I also recently joined Discord. Um, I don't know if that's... I'm an old, I'm 30. I'm an old for Discord, so we'll see how that goes. I also <laughs> just got into it, so don't worry. <laughs> it looks like Gen Z Reddit is what it looks like to me. Pretty but, much. <laughs> but we'll see. But I'm also paying with 512 on that. You can find this show on Twitter at FN Sports 2. That's F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S number 2, all one word on Twitter. We're on instagram at f underscore n underscore sports we're on facebook this show is not on discord i don't know if there are show discords um <laughs> so we'll see we'll see how that works but make sure you go to all those links uh, all those social media pages to find the links and our social media handles to find all the support whether it's yeti or our merch store we also have a link to my bookie where you can use code fn sports to double your deposit up to a thousand dollars thank you all for checking us out make sure to like Rate, subscribe, do all wonderful things to share to help out the podcast. And remember, when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.